up? Welcome back to the Spook House. Hope you're all doing well. My name is Phil, and joining me as always is my co-host, Doug, the empty water bottle king, Galliardo. What is up? That seems to be the theme of the uh, this, this whole time before we started recording. Phil was just knocking me for my water bottles. He's uh, got six <laughs> on his uh, nightstand behind him. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, I have one right here. Hey, all right. That's Six. the one I'm drinking right now. This one's actually this one's actually finished. And it wasn't it just, even crinkled. You couldn't that was a silent assassin. <laughs> but uh, I'm saying I like feeling good. how how funny would it be if they were like piss jugs and you just didn't realize it? You're like, <laughs> oh, those those aren't mine. No, I only peed in a jug when I saw the uh the conjuring in 2013 because I did not want to leave my room, which I've told that story before to you. And on the episode, and on the previous episodes, uh, I didn't want to. I peed out the window, and I peed in a water jug. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember the window pissing. And I peed I looked, in a jug. I looked up that your old house on Google Maps because I wanted to find that window. Yeah, it unfortunately, doesn't have the back of the house unless you could spin it around and do like a street view from behind. Uh, I know the street behind me was Gardenia, so you could look that up. I tried. I even went on Google Maps. I was like, all right, I'm going to circle around. But then I just couldn't um, determine which house it was. So we'll have to do that. I'll uh, I'll do it on my computer and I'll screenshot it for you. OK, <laughs> so you and get the actual window. Print that out and sign a few copies for anybody that wants one. The infamous piss window. I could do that. I would rather sign like a empty or a water bottle full of piss. There you go. With There's my, some I, Patreon content. If you bring me, if you bring me a water bottle when we go to the uh, Halloween 45 convention, I will piss in it and sign it for you. I'm a nobody. Oh, but, yeah. Hey, that's coming up. It's like a month away. Yeah, a little, a uh, little less than a month. Yeah. Oh shit, no. Today. I my fly out is today. a month from a month from today. That's gonna be. It's gonna be pretty wild. We were looking up the. Uh, well, I was looking up. Uh, how far we're going to be from a lot of places. Uh, we're definitely going to be near the Mystic Museum and the Pasadena Convention Center. We're going to hit all those lovely, horrific places. So it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm not excited to pack shorts. That's what I'm not excited about. I can already hear you complaining about the heat. <laughs> I've been complaining about the heat since we booked the flights. <laughs> I will say as... Somebody that usually is like, you know what? I like summer at this part of the year. I'm like, I'm good. You can fuck off now. I'm ready for cooler weather. And you don't really have winters over there. Uh, They're they're kind of mild. Yeah, you got to come to New York when we have like full blown like snowstorms. When like you literally can't get out of the house. Man, I'm loving this dad talk right now. <laughs> like, Just oh, the weather. <laughs> man, it is hot out there. I don't know about you. I'm ready for some cooler temperatures. You know, it's just another day in paradise over here. Just out here <laughs> living the dream. Hey, working hard or hardly working. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the smell of this morning grass really gets to me. Kind of almost makes me want to kill myself, don't you think? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's really internally what they're thinking. Settle down, Dad. Like, fuck my life. I wish I didn't have a family. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So yeah, Halloween 45 year convention. We are fucking stoked. Doug, you have to promise to watch other Halloween movies besides Halloween 2 and 3. Those are the only ones you ever watch. 
<laughs> I watch four. I watch four all the time. Not When's all the, the time. Last but... time you watch four? I'm putting you on the spot. I actually last August. Is that well, that might be too far? <laughs> yeah, that's too far. It's tight. You got to pump those numbers up, baby. Those are rookie numbers. Well, you know what? I I'm gonna do like a, a series rewatch soon. I've been. I usually try to save it until the fall hits. Yeah, like, like October. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I've seen all those movies like a hundred times. So these days, I try to try to save it, and make it a little special. So I always love um, turning on like, or even back in the day, um, turning on like the AMC channel. And they yeah. always have the Friday the 13th marathons and the Halloween marathons. And even though like, even though we have them, I just love like, even like before, I'm sure we both started collecting like tapes and whatnot um, or DVDs or whatever. It was always nice to just turn on the TV and just knowing that you could watch it any old time during that month. Yeah. There's something special about like commercial breaks for a movie that you love. It's kind of like when you hear a song you love on the radio it hits a little harder yeah <laughs> Even though you can listen like, to it yeah, it's it, a magical well, moment yeah i don't listen to the radio do people still listen to radio i think they do not a lot though even like i was in my dad's uh car the other day uh i was going around the block to dry to go to the grocery store um that's my limitations but with this zoloft hopefully it'll get better hey um, Couple of medicated kings over here. As the fucking lootly sitting on a throne of pills. Um, yeah, I was going. I was going to the grocery store, and my dad has a he has Sirius XM in the car, and even that, like, I remember the selling point for Sirius XM was like, we don't play like the hits, we play deep cuts, and I'm just like, every time I turn the station, it's like, oh, Tom Petty won't back down, and then yeah. Third Eye Blind. It's like, all right, this is. Just not okay. Like, you really don't need Sirius XM when you could just plug, like, just go on Spotify. Like, yeah, I was in a, there's no need for it. I was in a restaurant the other day and it was just dad rock central, you know? And I'm like, how many fucking times do we have to hear these songs? Like, they're not, they're objectively good songs, but they're ones you've heard 300 times. If I hear, if I hear black dog by Led Zeppelin ever again, I will blow my brains out. I was trying to eat a a black bean burger and I love rock and roll. (laughs) Put another dub in the jukebox, baby. I'm like, God damn it. How many times do I have to hear this? Too many, way too many times. And I mean, not a bad song, but at at this point it's the, it's a McDonald's jingle. Or the it's subway all the song. yeah you're right it it has really turned into like like that it's like a hit clip yeah um but like I I don't know like when you go to like any restaurant like a sushi restaurant even it's like they're blasting like either dad rock or like top forty hits and honestly I don't know who wants to listen to that while ha- trying to have a conversation like pitbull yeah. is blaring while you're trying to talk about like you know your day to day life and it's like. All right, turn that down. Like, we don't need to be eating burritos while Pitbull is screaming about Kodak cameras. It's not, it's just not a vibe. Maybe on, maybe on fucking Sunday brunch, but like, not, not at 8 p.m. Yeah, there's never a good time to hear Pitbull. I mean. Yeah, no, I'm trying to, nope, not at all. I like Daddy Yankee yeah. Gasolina. Aren't they kind of the same thing? It's always the same beat. 
That's all. That's like all reggaeton. Like vibes cartel. That's like the main. That's like the main guy. You ever hear of daggering? Oh, Jamaican dagger dancing. Yeah. Yeah. That shit you ever is see the, hilarious. You ever see the video where they put Jim Ross's yes. commentary over? Dude, like, my, my stepbrother. <laughs> they're literally it. leg dropping each other. It's like not even like dancing in a sexy way. They're just like beating the shit. That's an excuse yeah. to beat the shit out of women. Not okay. Wow. Didn't think we were going to talk about no, Jamaican dagger not, dancing. Not at all. <laughs> but like they're thrusting their like, I don't know. They could be soft. They could be hard. But they're thrusting their hips so haphazardly and hard into like the woman's like ass like that has to hurt a lot <laughs> again okay, yeah, how do we cross the line here how do i segue this into talking about our recent watch of cobweb <laughs> you just did you just did it oh okay that's that's what you call professionalism <laughs> sometimes you just gotta baby. think out loud um so yeah we finally watched cobweb <laughs> As uh, we we had just come back from the club after Jamaican dagger dancing, and I was like, you know what? Let's put on a movie. So solid segue, smooth as butter, baby. Thank you. So, Doug, what did you think of Cobweb? You know what? Before we get into it, I do have to say that I'd never seen a studio drop the ball in terms of marketing as much as Lionsgate did on Cobweb. It came out the same week as like Barbie and Oppenheimer. So that's a tough time to come out anyway, but there was no promotion for this movie. Not even like online presence. I didn't see any Instagram ads for it or anything. Um, I tried to find a screening and I'm here in Raleigh and there was one showing for one day, like 30 minutes away somewhere. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it really didn't get any love at all and when you think about it i mean seth rogan and evan goldberg were producers on this movie you think their names would hold a little bit more weight yeah they probably didn't have a lot of involvement in the movie you know they just kind of put their names on it and thought it was a good story i know <clears throat> seth rogan and lizzie kaplan have uh have done a movie together the interview uh with james franco and seth oh, rogan she okay. was in that it's a pretty funny movie i did enjoy that one uh that got North Korea or South Korea angry at us uh, for releasing In the movie. What a North time. Korea. North Korea. There you go. South Korea is the, the good one. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not to get too far into that. Um, but yeah, this had literally nothing going for it. And the trailer was pretty generic from uh, what I recall when we did watch it. Um, but people were loving it. People, uh, People who saw it. I think a lot of people saw it on streaming uh just because like you said there weren't a lot of showings of it uh i wanted to go to the regal over here because it wasn't playing at my local amc and i'd rather the regal uh but they had a couple times but it was literally only in theaters for a weekend maybe maybe yeah. even two and yeah i don't really know how much it made probably not a lot i, I think it it probably made back a lot of the money uh in streaming because it was for rent for like six bucks. That's worth yeah. it. Uh, and I saw people talking about, I mean, if you want to get into it. Sure. Let's get uh, into it. What people, what I saw people talking about the most really was like the atmosphere. Like, oh, this is a perfect movie to watch, you know, when October hits and it feels really good. It has a good, like comforting energy to it. And I will agree that that is 
Extremely true. Uh, the yeah, way it was the, shot. Um, yeah, uh, it had some uh, had a good mood to it. Yeah, um, good fall atmosphere. I like the color palette of the movie. Um, so not like overly dark. They had like I love them panning over like the pumpkin patch and everything with like the vines going over it and the old kind of um like dil- almost dilapidated looking house. Yeah. Uh I think it was I think it was shot very well. Yeah, and um it was a a very to the point movie, like lots of fast edits. It got way too rushed in terms of editing at the ending. Yeah, yeah. Um when a little too over the top, uh, story-wise, uh, the whole and I think they executed the mystery pretty well. Like the premise of it was pretty interesting. Like you're wondering what's going on, who's in the walls, what's in the walls, and the parents are acting like really subtly creepy, and you're like, all right, there's something going on here. Uh, and watching that unravel was cool. And then when they unveil unveil what happened I yeah was like, oh. so oh. <laughs> spoiler alert here if you haven't watched it and you don't want to get it spoiled maybe just like fast forward 10 minutes or whatever to be safe um yeah the whole the, i guess the twist of it because it was a twist yeah and i i think once that happened it was just steep decline from from that point on yeah, I, I I agree with you, and I um, I did like the action towards the end. Like, I like how you know it shows. Like, I sometimes I thought it was a little ridiculous with like her her disgusting Rapunzel hair like coming over the camera, and you're like, all right, like we get yeah. it. She's a spy, and at least in this instance, the the uh, stereotypical spider walking does make sense here because she is a spider, pretty much a spider woman. So that gets a pass. I was like, all right, it's not as corny, but okay. And honestly, I really wasn't that mad with her crawling around the ceiling and doing the spider walk because in the shadows, the creature design worked. Yeah. When they showed the reveal of the face, I was like, oh, you guys must have not had a big budget, did you? Because, wow, I thought I was like, I thought I put on Lord of the Rings all of a sudden. I was like, that is Gollum right there. Yeah, it was like CGI Cheshire Cat. That that was straight Um, up like 2009 Max Payne CGI. Yeah, it was like a a video game cutscene or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, press A to get this horrible CGI off your screen. And the voice, did. it was just so... Just cringy, I guess is the only word I can say. Like, uh, I, I, they discarded me and threw me away. And I'm yeah. like, what's with all this fucking exposition? Just, I told you, I was like, this movie wanted to be barbarian so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it was you going tell, on the, the spider heels of barbarian. Yeah, you could tell that Seth Rogen was like, I want to make a barbarian. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. This movie is crazy. <laughs> Let's make this movie. <laughs> Let me take a break from doing pottery and just pretend to do barbarian. Does he make pottery? He yeah, that's he has like a whole business. 
What? He makes like ashtrays and stuff. He posts it all on his Instagram all the time. They're like $500. <laughs> well, I did not know that. So I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> Psycho talk. <laughs> I changed my so email. Awesome. I changed my address. I changed my phone number. <laughs> Once again, 40 year old virgin coming in hot. <laughs> you know who I like the most? Gina. <laughs> But Gina would have better been a better villain in this movie. Um, but everything leading up to it, like, um, I thought the whole family dynamic was really good. I loved Lizzie Kaplan playing this over-the-top neurotic mother. Like, you could tell she watched, like, Alfred Hitchcock movies before this because she was very, like, she was hamming it up on the screen. She was chewing that scenery all day. And yeah, it was, it was pretty, a little uh, over-the-top. Uh, the dad was okay, I guess. That was Anthony Starr, uh, who plays, um, the Captain America dude in The Boys. Oh. Homelander. That's who it is. Never seen it. Um, but yeah, overall, just, nah. Little, nah. like, there were some glimpses, some scenes where, um, they pulled like a stepfather, like Lizzie Kaplan rolled down the stairs and I was like, all right, yeah, let's like keep, let's keep this uh, momentum going. And uh, when he uh, like poisoned uh, the family, I was like, all right, this is cool. And then they just, again, the momentum was just lost. And then those trick or treaters showed up that like, oh, remember the kid that broke his leg earlier in the movie? He came back and now there's like these three other guys just to add a body count because they were like we need to do something here like <laughs> just like go crazy you're giving seth rogan his involvement a lot of credit i don't think i, I think I he know. was just like here's six thousand dollars do something with it i'm gonna yeah, go make this teen teenage mutant ninja turtle movie that will make a lot more money yeah and i i like i seth can't do rogan. a good seth rogan oh uh, yeah but, seth rogan's great neither and can so I. Is, uh, uh, Goldberg. <laughs> um but yeah, I I, I kind of chalked it up to it being like, I feel like this movie will be kind of like maybe a cult classic because it kind of had, I don't know, I got, at least from the atmosphere standpoint, I got like the gate type of energy, just like 80s bullies like coming back like, yeah, let's fight, let's beat this kid's ass. And I was like, all right, I'll give, me give it to them. Give me your lunch money, twerp. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's put on these Halloween masks for no reason. Um just to try to just try to get some some imagery going, uh, but yeah, for I I didn't take the movie seriously. I thought it was a fine movie. Um, I would watch it again. I kind of had fun with it. Um, yeah, I would probably watch it one more time. Other than that, I just don't see it being this. I don't think it's gonna um, grow spider legs and become this big cult hit. I don't see it. No, maybe not a big, I can see people going back and watching it, but like also another thing that I had a, that I did have a problem with and I do have a problem with it in other, uh, like mainstream cop popcorn horror movies. The, the score is just so like dour and it has like this super serious tone and it has like the piano like overlays. And I'm like, you don't need to be like, hmm. so like dramatic. Like, just give us yeah. some horror. Like, inject some horror into this horror movie. Doesn't need I, to be so, like, sad and depressed and brooding. 
So I brought this up to you, but that shot when um the teacher is driving back to the kid's house towards the end of the movie and they do a flashback. Oh yeah. Answering the phone. It's like, how dumb do you think the audience is? They're like, Oh, that's right. He called her. It's like, yeah, no shit. You didn't it, have it to happened show that. five minutes ago. Yeah. They thought the audience <laughs> just caught dementia in between then. It's like, no, no, no. We were, we remember there's not a lot going on in this movie to recall that, that, yeah. that did happen. Um, but yeah, it was just a, it was a fun little movie, just a cool little time waster. Nothing too, nothing too crazy. Yeah. I don't hate the movie or anything. It just, I can see what they were going for. They were going for that, that barbarian word of mouth. Like, Oh dude, like it, it, you don't expect what's going to happen and it's this big twist and you think it's one thing, but it's the other, but it just didn't work. Yeah. Cause there was not a lot of like the, the twist kind of just happened. Like there were no hints or like foreshadowing to uh, the twist at all, which is like, say what you want about M night Shyamalan, but he knows how to make and, a goddamn twist. And we can say a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Say what you want about the village, but there are hints of to what was actually going on with that movie. And I did like the twist. I mean, he doesn't understand how regular human beings interact. And that's very apparent in his dialogue, but he can make a good twist. I will give you that. Yeah, he makes he makes every single one of his movies around the twist and just builds it out. Um, He is the king of awkward and cringe dialogue it's like sir have you ever been around humans who talks like this he he might just he might just live just underground away from people that would explain it i don't think um, there's any corniness to signs though there might be but I don't, I don't think so i haven't watched that in a while maybe swing away meryl maybe that yeah all those empty water bottles are making me um <laughs> making you want to watch signs yeah. That's my inspiration. I am the little girl from Signs. <laughs> All right. Well, if you haven't seen Cobweb, check it out. It's um It's worth it's a six dollar enter- rental. It's entertaining, at the very least. I would say wait it should pop up on streaming somewhere in the next month or two. Yeah, or if you want to support a smaller movie, you could drop the six bucks on it. But yeah, you could yeah, there it you free. Go. it's not that not that uh not that detrimental to your mental health. All right, Doug. Well, we have some horror news topics to get to. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Fucking remake central. We're going to kick it over to our local correspondent, Doug Galliardo, our Long Island man on the field. Doug, what do you got for us? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I've been laying butt naked in this cornfield uh, (laughs) because... Every news story that we looked up is a remake. Uh, no. Um, but this one, honestly, this is the first news topic that we got to talk about because I'm actually very interested in what they're going to do with this. Uh, the Toxic Avenger remake finally got some traction. Uh, got a poster. Got a synopsis. Um, it's a remake casting. from the classic trauma movie. Some casting news. Uh, and it's pretty... I don't know. The poster's kind of... Again, we could talk about movie posters because that seems to be the ongoing theme for years and years about just lazy uh, design work. 
Um, it looks like Suicide Squad or some shit. A little bit. It looks like Deadshot is it his his like mask in the poster with like the red dot. Um, but the cast is nothing to write home about. Um, Peter Dinklage. Well, Peter Dinklage as the lead. That's pretty fucking cool. I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, actually, you know what? Looking at never mind. I forget what I said. Uh, pretty interesting casting. So never mind. Yeah, it is. I was like, what are you talking about? Elijah Wood, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon, uh, Taylor Page, Jacob Tremblay, as an older gentleman now. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Are you a huge fan of the Toxic Avenger, the original? I've only seen it once. I do enjoy it. Um, sure. I think that's a, a property that could benefit from a remake. Maybe take out um, this one particular scene that takes place in a restaurant that pops into my mind. Uh, <laughs> doesn't age very well. I mean, it wasn't yeah, made in 1984, I mean, so it was a different time. Yeah, and I think we're going to talk about the Street Trash remake. And holy shit. Yeah. Um, just to get back to... Yeah, we, I definitely want to talk about the Street Trash remake. But um, I did just look at who's directing uh, the Toxic Avenger remake and it is Macon Blair who was well he was recently in Oppenheimer which is pretty wild he had like a little part uh but he also did this really really good movie I think I think we talked about this before but he was in this he was the lead actor of this movie called Blue Ruin never heard of it it is a really insane movie um really yeah my friend uh my friend Joe who uh who I do music with did music with uh, one of my good friends, uh, he put me onto this movie and it's kind of like a 2013 movie. Yeah. Kind of like a revenge type of movie. and brutal, it says. It's pretty, yeah, it was a pretty wild movie. Oh shit, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's a really solid movie and pretty wild to know that he's getting behind the camera to, uh, and he did, um, he was 96% in... on Rotten Tomatoes. Really fucking good. He was in Green Room. Oh, dude, Green Room is so good. I recently just saw that last year and uh, was really into it. Yeah, I've seen that twice now, and I would not be mad at watching it again. That movie fucking kicks ass. R.I.P. Anton Yelchin. Hell yeah, rest in peace, Anton Yelchin, the goat. Yeah, such a, well, I don't know. Just his whole death was very bizarre. Oh, in real life? Yeah. Wasn't he in like a car accident? He was, I think I'm getting the facts correct here, so forgive me if I don't, but he had his Jeep Cherokee parked at like the top of a hill, had it in park, went down to unlock a gate or something. The car becomes unparked somehow, rolls down the hill, smashes into him. Holy shit, and that like immediately killed him? Or was he in the ICU for before like he succumbed to the injuries? I'm not totally sure. Hmm. Yeah, he was uh, very tragic good... either way. I mean, he was very yeah. talented. You I liked him Alpha in everything. Dog? What's up? Alpha Dog? Never saw that. Dude, Alpha Dog is so good. You know what else is good? Charlie Bartlett? No. Other Anton Yelchin movie. Tony Collette. Oh, get the fuck out of here. No, 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 no. Fright Dude, Night remake? No, it's not. It's horrible it's not horrible it's not good it's not hey watch this it's gonna 
blow your fucking socks off, but I have fun with it. They should have just called it something else. They literally watered down everything that Fright Night stands for. Colin Farrell as Jerry Dandridge hiding bodies in like a warehouse. Just like, what do you know what's it. going on? No. Sorry, bum. Colin Farrell's a bum. <laughs> Uh, what David Tennant as like a bro- a Vegas magician? Like, get the okay. no, stop it. They could have done without that part, but yeah, the black eyeliner was a little too heavy, a little a little too much clouding that script. All right, well, back to the original news topic, yes. which was the Toxic Avenger. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be fun. I mean, apparently Elijah Wood is a huge horror fan. I mean, he has his own film company that put out, like, yeah. you know, Mandy and um, Colorado Space and his Maniac remake. Uh, so I don't know the company producing it. Um, let me go back to the article here. Um, but yeah, Elijah Wood definitely takes a lot of care in the horror projects that he picks. Um, where is this? And Macon Blair, I feel like he he would have a good eye for for horror. Uh, and it's Toxic Avenger is kind of goofy anyway. I mean, it's a trauma yeah. movie, so you can make it as goofy as you want. Um, oh, it's Legendary Pictures. So they did All like right. Saw. Uh, so a pretty big studio. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm definitely, I feel like I'm, uh, out of all the remakes, I'm very excited about this one the most. Yeah, and hey, while we're kind of talking about trauma. Uh, shout out and congratulations to our good friend, Liz. I mean, sorry, Kim from late night ghouls podcast for yes, Kim getting, uh, her interview with Lloyd Kaufman and Fangoria. That's pretty fucking sick. Hell yeah. If anyone wants to check that out, Fangoria.com. Kim is a badass woman and interviewer, uh, podcaster. She's just great. Um, yeah. Check out our friends, late night ghouls. Hell yeah, baby. Um, all right, we should go on to the next one. We uh, shall. The next remake. Uh, what do you one... got for us, Doug? All How's right. traffic? The traffic oh, report. <laughs> well, it is uh, 6 p.m. on a rainy Sunday, and there are multiple fiery deaths. Um, we have Street, tra- uh, Street Trash remake coming yeah. at us in 2024, uh, being done by the director who did uh, Fried Barry, which was a pretty solid movie. Have you saw that one? Have you seen that one? I, I have English. not. Isn't that um? It's on Shutter. It's a right? Shutter original. Okay. Uh, it was kind of like it was a South African movie, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, well, the remake is being shot in South Africa right now. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah. uh, I know um, some of the dudes who were behind the scenes at um at the, uh, the Joe Bob Briggs uh, driving uh, last driving. Why can't I think of the fucking name? I'm like fucking on one today. <laughs> the um, last drive-in with Joe Bob. There Briggs. you go. I said it completely backwards. Uh, forgive me, folks. Um, yeah, Justin Martell, I believe, is like one of the producers on it. Uh, he did uh, this really awesome uh, Tiny Tim documentary, which was pretty sick. Uh, I know he's involved with the Street Trash remake. Um, I love the original Street Trash. I gotta say, I'm not a fan. Not a fan? Okay. Of street trash. Is it um, too too weird? Or not your no, brand of I'm, weird? I, no, I can handle weird. I I like the body melting effects. 
I think for as much praise as the body melting gets in that movie, I think eh, it's okay. Um, but everything else other than that, like I just, it's it's so mean spirited. <laughs> like when when you have two separate rape scenes that are played up as comedic effect. When I watch it, I'm just like this. There's nothing. If if that's something that's an integral part of the story that says something, okay, it's hard to watch. But this just feels like gross and shocking for the sake of being so. Yeah, I, really I don't didn't... know. I, I no, just don't no. like the vibe of the movie. It's just just comes off as nasty and mean spirited. And I, 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 totally I found it that. quite boring above all, which is like the biggest cardinal sin for movies. It's way too fucking long for what it is. I I do agree with you there. I mean, it kind of takes a while. It's just kind of, um, I mean, the script really isn't that tight. No. Uh, for me, I I like what I like the most about it are the effects and everything. And like just the way the film looks and like the gooeyness of it. And it's just raw and like gritty. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the, the story, movie looks good. Yeah. And uh, solid practical effects. But yeah, the story could definitely do a little bit of tightening up possibly yeah um so uh, that's another movie i think could benefit from a good remake um i just hope it isn't like uh it seems bleh. like it's in good hands um <laughs> sorry what <laughs> you burped into the microphone i said bleh, or you had a hiccup I'm oh sorry. that might have been a hiccup i was gonna say i don't burp i burp <laughs> out of my asshole only i don't i don't burp my body just doesn't do that probably a hiccup i didn't even fucking realize i did it <laughs> oh it's all right but I promise I will not fart into the microphone next. Well, hey, that would be very on theme with Street Trash. It does make that sense. That movie's basically like a one long dirty fart. <laughs> put on you know what? I, ca- I can't deny that. I can't I can't deny that that is a solid description of Street Trash. Uh, it's just like a really like nasty movie. Yeah, just not one of my favorites. I see the appeal of it, so... Props to you if you like street trash, but just not for me. Yeah, and for some reason that that VHS tape goes for like five hundred dollars. Hard pass on that. Yeah, not really a, a kind of holy grail tape to get, but good luck finding it for a solid price or trading it. Yeah. Um. All right. Any more stuff on street trash? No, I think we said it all. Yeah, What's up um, next, Doug? We got uh we could talk about something pretty current. Another kind of uh remake adjacent. Uh Mike Flanagan's The Fall of the House of Usher. It's gonna hit Netflix in October. Um so it's based on Edgar Allan Poe's uh poems and stuff like that. Uh there was a movie made about it with Vincent Price. Uh I might have it next to me, but I can't. I'm not gonna grab it. Um I'm pretty hyped for anything Mike Flanagan does and him being able to uh, rework something that Edgar Allan Poe wrote uh, seems like the perfect marriage. Yeah. Not to uh, venture too far off course, but did you ever see that Edgar Allan Poe based movie, the pale blue eye with Christian Bale? No. Uh, and I think we talked about it uh, maybe like a couple of months ago or whenever it came out. Uh, it looked a I little, actually enjoyed you it. You enjoyed it? I, I never got yeah. around to watching it, but I do love Christian Bale. 
if you want like a good fall moody type of movie similar in the vein of like sleepy hollow or something like just good atmosphere is kind of a mystery check it out i thought it was pretty good i was kind of uh disappointed that it came out on like netflix exclusively like it wasn't like a theater release or anything like that and christian bale's like a huge name and that movie really didn't get talked about a lot yeah i think i want to give it another watch in the next month or so thought it was solid so check it out if you like good atmosphere good spooky vibes good spooky uh, vibes mate good spooky vibes all right back to mike flanagan mike flanagan kind of can do no wrong i think his movies are solid he knows how to like tie like a good backstory into like a true element of horror rather than just kind of let it fall by the wayside um he's bringing back some familiar faces kate siegel obviously his wife uh carla gugino who was in uh the haunting of hill house too son-in-law shout out was she in -in son-in-law yeah rebecca oh yeah yeah, yeah. all right all right yeah completely uh completely forgot about that um i haven't seen son-in-law in so fucking long watch it every thanksgiving season it is a pretty solid movie from what I remember. Good, uh, good, ridiculous Pauly Shore movie. Um, yeah. Mark Hamill's going to be in it. I, I love that he's getting weird in his last, uh, like the last era of his career. Okay. I thought you were about to say his last days. No, no, no. He's still <laughs> solid. He was doing, he was doing stunts in a uh, Bert Kreischer's movie, The Machine. He was great in that movie. Oh, that's right. He was in that. Yeah, he was solid. Um, but yeah, what are you? Uh, what are your feelings on the fall of the House of Usher, especially being a series rather than like a movie? Well, I've always said, as being one of the great R and B artists, Usher deserves a biopic. So, sorry, agreed. Joke. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Usher, yeah. <laughs> Usher, make that booty go. <laughs> He's making all he's making all the cheeks on the horror women clap. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Uh, Mike Flanagan definitely won me over with won me back, I should say, with, with Midnight Sleep? Mass. Oh no, okay. I still have I'm still a little hurt with Doctor Sleep. I truly hated that movie, but Midnight Mass was a fucking masterpiece on film so yeah uh all sins have been forgiven i'm on board and i rewatched hush is that what it's called hush yeah uh where kate siegel plays like a deaf character and has like a home invader yeah solid movie i really enjoyed that so yeah i'll, I'll definitely check it out yeah i feel i feel like mike flanagan works best uh with this medium, like the TV series, like the way he yeah, writes long form. Yeah. He's so, I mean, his movie, I like, uh, I still didn't see Gerald's game. Oh, dude. I need, I was I need just to about watch to say, it. I love Gerald's game. I need to watch it. Um, but I, I love Dr. Sleep. Uh, I thought he did a really good job with that source material and including everything from paying homage to the shiny, but making something completely new and tying it in. Um, yeah. but like, yeah, what, Huh? Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> huh? 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 What? Huh? What's that? What's that you said? You know what? When we go to California, I'm making you rewatch Doctor Sleep. If you don't rewatch you know Malignant, what? I will re- make you rewatch Doctor Sleep. Uh, I'm not spending three hours 
of my time when I'm in LA to sit there and rewatch that shitty movie. No, sir. Right, we have to go to the new Beverly, though. You and me, California, the squared circle. I want you, Galliardo. <laughs> Hollywood Walk of Fame. I'm Stone Cold stunning you on Vincent Price's star, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but yeah, his, the way he writes is just, it's made for a series. Because he puts in so much detail uh, with his writing, so... Yeah, like he's great be at um, character exploration. So he, he's better suited for long-form storytelling, I think. Yeah, and he has a solid relationship with Netflix, so I feel like they're just going to let him do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, apparently this is like... So he signed like a, a five-series deal, deal with... Sorry. Ashley's been giving me shit about the way I say like certain words. How do you... Like, you, say, you say deal and... Dill and dill the same, like a dill, dill pickle. Dill. You kind of say like, you kind of you kind you kind of sound like a California like Valley girl when you say it. You're like dill. Dill. <laughs> well, you say I it tried. like dl, like dl. She's got, she's got me all fucked up because I catch myself like as I'm saying something, and she's like, uh huh, yeah. What was that? I'm like, God, I hate you so much. Well, I mean, you grew uh, up in North Carolina. Sometimes you can't help that you're just a hick. I can't argue with that, even though that was very offensive. Um, so Mike Flanagan has signed a five-picture agreement with Netflix, and this is the last one on his contract. So after this, mm. I guess he's like, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. I mean, he's been doing so good with I mean, he's really had, like, I wasn't a huge fan of Bly Manor, uh, but it, the quality of his writing and he was just like a showrunner on that he only did like a the first episode and the last episode and then he hired a bunch of writers uh other writers uh, but he was just like the showrunner but really mm -hmm. everything that he's done with netflix um was really rock solid like the quality of his work really never faltered uh but i'm kind of curious to see where he goes next like if he just does did you ever his... watch uh midnight club that's the one i didn't watch no uh, it's okay. I mean, if, um, maybe, I, maybe I'm not like the target audience for it. I could see it being a big hit with, um, more like the teenage horror crowd. That's just kind of dipping their toes in the water, getting into the genre. It would be great for them because it is, it's very teenage, especially compared to midnight mass. Um, but it was okay. Heather Langenkamp's in it. So good to see her back in something. Yeah, I feel like she needs to be utilized a lot more uh, because she's like, I mean, she was only really ever Nancy Thompson. Yeah. And she basically. she was so good in that, that it, it, it's kind of cool to see Mike Flanagan, a lover of the genre, bring this legendary actress back. Uh, I don't know why I just never got around to seeing it. But yeah, it kind of gave off like, are you afraid of the dark type of yeah. uh, type of energy with like the multiple stories in the uh, in the show? Yeah. Oh, and hey, speaking of of uh, saying things weird, every every <laughs> what do we got? Okay, here we go. Anytime you say huge, you say it like Donald Trump. You're like huge. <laughs> All right. Well, that's like... <laughs> now I need to change my whole speech. You're like Y U G E. You're like it was huge. <laughs> You know what? It's good. And I be. have been told that before. I just I say huge. Mike Flanagan, 
<laughs> five picture deal. It's going to be huge. He's going to he's gonna use it. my mugshot in the next picture, okay? It's going to be huge. Great guy. Tremendous guy. It's going to be huge. <laughs> what a piece of dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we're even. <laughs> I, I, I probably say a lot of weird New York, Long Island things. Hey, a dill is a dill. <laughs> if you're talking about pickles, then yes, absolutely. There's plenty of, there's multiple, there's multiple types of pickles. So a dill is a dill no matter how you slice it. I'm sorry. Are we talking about pickles here? <laughs> talking about uh five, five movie agreement or pickles? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so Well, sweating. hey, speaking of uh, Heather Langenkamp, I guess we could sort of roll this over into the next news topic of sorts. This is more of a heavily rumored topic, but it seems there's been a, a big bidding war with the a Nightmare on Elm Street franchise rights. The rights have reverted back to Wes Craven, so they are taking offers. And apparently it was between like five major studios. I don't know who, but rumor is that Blumhouse has won that bidding war. Not official. You can hear Doug's anger seething. It's brewing. It's brewing. It's brewing in the witch's cauldron that is my ass because I just want to shit all over that. But it's just a rumor. There's no official news yet, especially with the uh, strike still happening. Uh, And it doesn't look like the strike is going to be ending anytime soon. So not a lot of casting news is coming out. Not a lot of movie news is coming out, really. Um which is why these, uh, at least the stuff that we're talking about, are all just either rumors or stuff that was already put in motion before the strike. Um, yeah, I'm just not a fan of Blumhouse doing this. I just don't think they're the right studio because may, they're the right studio financially, but creatively, I just don't think uh, they have the right people over there to really make a solid entry in this franchise or to reboot it. Um, because it's all just going to be, look, you need to have, tell them baby, you you need to have like, again, I I go back to Jordan Peele and Zach Krieger really, Mm -hmm. really caring about the story. And so far with a lot of Blumhouse horror movies, the story isn't the main priority. It's money. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess I should say, I don't hate Jason Blum or anything. Bloom? Blum? That's not Um, Blumhouse. But here's a thought. Um, Ultimately, Jason Blum is good for the horror genre. Would you say that? Hey, I am not arguing with you because they make their movies make a lot of money. And it's healthy for the box office, uh, for sure, yeah. because it's such like they make such a big return on their movies that are, you know, that that have low budgets. But just the properties that he decides to make are, are, are just not I just don't think they're great. I just don't think his, the original movies that they come up with are the original movies that they come up with are boring. Uh, I think it lacks a lot of creativity. It lacks atmosphere. It lacks inspiration they put a lot of faith in the same people over and over that continue to fail creatively and 
I feel like, again, as a director, you don't have to listen to the audience because it's your vision. It's what you want to do. But I feel like sometimes you should you should maybe take into consideration what the fans actually are saying. Yeah, I mean, they could have definitely taken some pointers after Halloween Kills and been like, okay, well, I thought that's what they were going to do. Like, okay, well, this didn't work, so let's try this instead, and they just fucked it up even further. I'm guessing that's going to happen with The Exorcist, which, by the way, I predict, I think it's going to flop. Maybe not. Hmm. Maybe flop is harsh, but I suspect that these next two movies that they have in the works, those might get... They might say, okay, well, let's roll this into one movie, or they're both off. Because the reception of this movie was shit. It flopped. I mean, this is just speculation. Who knows? It could be the greatest horror movie of the year. Yeah. I, I doubt it, but... Um, you know what? I'm kind of... I'm really on the fence about this, because I have no faith in the general public. Uh, I could see people turning around and loving this movie. Uh, because people loved Halloween 2018, uh, just like yourself. Um, yeah, I liked it. Not without faults, but I do like it. I, fe- I feel like people are going to be, uh, again, I, I, I think, I generally think it's going to, it's going to perform well at the box office, but the word of mouth is not going to be great. Uh, again, just yeah. because it's the exorcist name, uh, or I could see it being completely opposite and people calling it like one of the best, like reboots. I don't know why. I, I just have that gut feeling. Well, you also got to consider the guy that's like, hey, it's October. You want to go see a horror movie? Hey, The Exorcist. I remember this. Let's go watch this fucking movie. Exactly. It's going to be a good date yeah. night movie. It's going to be for the average schlub who's just like, I remember The Exorcist. I saw that. I saw that when I was 12. And now I just, you know, I'm a Division One football player. And hey, bitch, let's go see this fucking movie. Hey, check it out. Class ring right here. Class in 1984. <laughs> you see that? Th- six touchdowns that year. All right, you ready to go see the exorcist? Hey, you know, we should do the sexorcist <laughs> after this movie. How about it, baby? Oh. Like, all right. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Dice Exorcist. <laughs> Andrew Dice Reagan. Um, but, um, but back to A Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's just say the rumors are true. They won the rights. I kind of have a feeling that they did. Um, usually where there's smoke, there's fire. Okay, so Blumhouse is making the new A Nightmare on Elm Street. We gotta put on our big boy pants and deal with it. What do you want to see? Because, I mean, you could take this in many different ways. If it was a high bidding war, which rumors said that it was a something like a stupid amount of money. Like, the Craven Estate wanted a lot. So if they're going to drop that much money, you know they're like, okay, we're making at least three of these. It's going to be another trilogy because they got to make that money back. So I would say if Blumhouse did win the rights, it's pretty much guaranteed going to be like the Halloween Exorcist treatment, three picture deal, 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 deal. <laughs> you, you need a new word. You need, you need, a, you need a good synonym for deal. It's going to be huge. <laughs> you know, Nightmare on Elm Street is going to be so huge, so huger than it was before. There was fraud in the bidding wars. 
We we yeah. proved this time and time again. Jason I, I put Blum. my money in. It was huge. They denied me. It was huge. I'm a felon. It was huge. Jason Blum, tremendous guy. Met him on Epstein Island many times. Sorry. <laughs> you know, That's I, I, I kind of see where Freddy Krueger's coming from. I understand. <laughs> The kid right, said so my penis was huge. Well, I didn't really, I didn't really know we were gonna go from Jamaican daggering to Donald Trump impressions. Oh, it's good to be back. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what do you want to see out of this movie, Doug? Movies. I just, I just want there to be a good story. I want them to really, uh, I want them to get the casting right. I think is the main reason. And Would I want them to want... go. I don't want them to go heavy on the CGI. Those are of really thing, the three main bullet points that I truly want: story, casting, go back to prosthetics. Make you have this upper echelon of horror villains. One of them being Freddy Krueger, Robert England playing him. Uh, one of the most grotesque-looking horror icons of all time. You have to live up to that. You could do something different. But you have to make it look disgusting and gross and gooey. And so, would you want Heather Langenkamp back, like a a requel or re? No, I want I, them to do something yeah. different. I want them to start something completely brand new. I agree. Kind of like how, like what James Gunn is doing with DC. Get Wonder Woman out of there, or sorry, well, Wonder Woman might be back, but anyway, get. Get Zachary, Zachary Levy out of there. Get Ben Affleck out of there. Get the Flash out of there for sure. Uh, just start brand new. Let's see what you could do with something brand new. Even if you bring something new to the story, do a whole revamp. I don't want to see a retread. It's been done already. Well, you know one thing is for sure. There's going to be a million callbacks to the original. Like, yeah, oh, there's going to be Easter eggs galore. Which I am just so fucking done. There's gonna with be a character named point. Tina or something. Yeah, I mean stuff like that is fine, but there's gonna be a Hold on, keep no talking. In the I'll hallways. be I'll be right back. Keep keep talking. <laughs> All right, I think Doug's gonna go piss, so I'll just keep talking. Um, you know that there's gonna be no running in the hallways or you know just scenes like that that. It seems like every horror movie these days, they got to throw that out there. Like, hey, you remember this? Remember that? It's like, yeah, we've seen those movies a thousand times. But, well, I've talked about this before. And Doug is back. Sorry, I am very famished and I need to just uh, shove at least two cookies down my gullet. Oh, hey, all right. Actually, I'm a little hungry. Pass one to me. Shit, all right, let's go. Gluten-free cookies. Anyway. um, No, I was just talking about how, like, I'm just so over the callbacks and the the winks and the nods. I think a lot of movies, Scream 5 and 6, they use that stuff to patch up bad writing. It's like when Kyle drinks too much Monster and he punches holes in the walls and they got to plaster it up. It's like, (laughs) that's what those moments are. Absolutely. And again, they can't keep relying on nostalgia. Like that can't be the only reason to make this movie for it to be a cash cow and for to get asses in seats just because people know the name Freddy Krueger. Like 
give us something new. Like, okay, I think we're ready for another Freddy Krueger Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's been yeah, 13 is. years uh, since the Platinum Dunes remake, which was horrendous. Um, yeah. Not against Jackie Earl Haley. He did a fine job, but the the weird, like, Victoria's Secret pantyhose on his face that were, like, digitally included. Not the best makeup. Um, but, yeah, we just need something fresh. Like, give us something new. Bring a new writer. I don't want to see Michael Chavez direct it, who did The Nun and The Nun 2. We don't need it. We don't need Scott Teams to be writing the screenplay. He already has chance. Give someone yeah. else a shot. Yeah. He's a bum. Get these bums out of here. Right. Bum house. It's fun. <laughs> Surprised we haven't said that yet. Have we not said that? I don't know. We haven't. Because Bum that is absolutely is. true. <laughs> Dude, the Insidious the Red Door was painfully boring. Yeah, it was. This movie cannot be boring. If they, if they, if the rumor's true and Blumhouse actually got the rights to remake or reboot Nightmare on Elm Street, they cannot make a boring movie. Can't happen. Yeah, well, we'll just have to see, see if the rumors are true. Well, I guess we'll move it on to our next topic. So, the other heavy hitter we got is the Ready or Not team. It's okay, doggy. Chew on that cookie. I put myself on mute while I'm chewing. <laughs> so, the Ready or Not team who made Scream 5 and 6, they are out of Scream 7. And Thank fucking God. Yeah, to, to which I say good. Get them out of there. They uh So it's it's a good news bad news type of situation. Who's the new Director Christopher Landon, who did um, Happy Death Day and he did Freaky. Did you see any uh, of those movies? Um, I think I started to watch Freaky. But then I made it like 20 minutes in. I was like, I don't want to watch this, which is basically the hot chick uh, with Vince Vaughn and just some horror elements thrown into there. Yeah, uh, I saw it. It was not good. Uh, at least I didn't think it was that good. Um, the balance between horror and comedy leaned very to cringy comedy. I, I think the comedy writing was, was very broad and very boring. The jokes didn't hit for me. Um, and people are saying that people are worried that they're going to, uh, you know, lean heavily into comedy just because he is more akin to Christopher Landon's more comedy heavy, I guess. But also to that point, like ready or not, it was horror comedy as well. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, Doug, but I mean, it's no secret. We were not fans of Scream 6 for various reasons. We don't Absolutely have to not. get into it. I'm just I'm fatigued with this series at this point. I just kind of don't care anymore. It doesn't and seem rumors, like there's anything new they can bring to it. There's not. Because they tried, uh, at least, or they really didn't, uh, because Scream 5 was kind of just like a homage to Wes yeah. Craven, and it was fine. Scream 6 was just, they were throwing everything at the wall and ripping off Scream 2. Afraid to take any chances and 
kill anybody. Oh, they took chances. They were like, what if Scream 6 was actually John Wick? And everyone got stabbed and everything was just over the top. It was like the superhero version of Scream. And it just was not believable. And Scream is kind of, yes, it's a parody of the horror genre, but it still stayed grounded. Yeah. Stab wounds meant something, at least. Not in Scream 6. Hey, you get stabbed 30 times. Ah, oh, you're good. Walk it off, kid. And um, rumor is, this is another Thanks, rumor. What's that? <laughs> you saw me chewing and I was, you were like, oh, yeah, another thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know I got you. We're, we're, we're keeping it loose on this podcast today. <laughs> yeah. Feels like um, some unprofessional bitch. No, nah, no, nah, you're good. <laughs> I don't care. Eat your cookies. I'm actually kind of hungry myself. So, rumor is that Jen Ortega might not even be coming back for this. Because you have Beetlejuice 2 coming out next fall. You have... um, My brain is short-circuiting. <laughs> Wednesday. Yes. Coming out. Season 2. Yeah, so they're like, how is she going to shoot all this and not be competing with Scream 7? Because she has to start filming... Wednesday season two soon, I believe. I believe they started. Well, they're filming uh, or they they were um, they were writing. They're still writing Wednesday season two and they're filming Beetlejuice or were filming Beetlejuice before the strike happened. Um, So who knows how far they got into that? Who who knows how long that shoot is? Um, Honestly, and we've talked about it plenty of times. Jenna Ortega was the saving grace for both screams. If she's out. I just don't know if it has anyone in that cast has like the the gravitas that Jenna Ortega brings to her role. And the actors are fine. Jasmine Savoy is great in other movies and Yellow Jackets. Uh, Melissa Barrera got better in Scream 6, but her story, it just doesn't. um, I feel like it doesn't really resonate. People aren't really connecting to her story that well. So if you if you're not going to go with Jenna Ortega. I, I it's kind of, it's kind of dead. I feel like this franchise yeah, kind of is just going to squander. Yeah, they would at least have to bring back Nev Campbell somehow. And if you're going to have Jenna Ortega out, uh, again, this is all just rumors, but have her, you know, have her on set for a couple hours, make her be like the opening kill. I feel like that would be yeah. the right way to go instead of just, oh yeah, she went to college or something. They should have done that with Sydney in Scream 6. Like, okay, well, if you at least had the guts to kill Sydney in the opening kill, now I, I can maybe forgive you for all the other fake-out deaths. But, 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 Phil, he he wrote a Giallo paper, and she failed him. <laughs> he needed, that random guy needed to kill that random teacher. Unbelievable. Yeah, people, are, people are giving that opening seen way too much credit as well like, oh, it was a good opening scene i'm like look oh he was different goes he unmasked himself yeah who who is he yeah, some random no fucking names. guy some jabroni who gives a shit i'm sorry to tony revelori but he's a great actor but like i'm sorry your 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 kill scene is just way far down on the on the ranking so yeah we'll just have to wait and see as more scream seven news comes out I kind of don't care at this point. 
Yeah, and we're going to see it anyway, but yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. low priorities uh, for any part of the Scream franchise. Don't really care. Uh, I don't think they're going to get Nev Campbell back. I really don't think it's going to happen. I think she's done with it. I wonder why Ready or Not dropped out of it. This seemed like their baby. Because they're bums, that's why. I don't disagree with that. Um, and aren't, aren't they making... Wait, hold up. They're making like some universal monster thing with Melissa Pereira. Oh yeah, that's the one we covered that last time. Uh, in the yeah, movie news. so is Melissa Pereira even going to be in this? Oh, good. You know what? I don't even know what the... Well, we don't even know any details of what the story is. So maybe they're just... I can't imagine that they're starting over, over. But the last scream it seemed like it was the end to that story yeah it kind of did i don't know i i if i have any we'll hopes have to, we'll just have to wait yeah see. if i have any hopes for anything scream related it's that they go back to the original story and nev campbell's in it figure out a way to bring matthew lillard back into it uh i mean i oh, don't yeah. know you always got that ace up the sleeve that's what it honestly that would have made the last movie fucking better. Uh and I didn't want that to happen going into it, but after what we saw, I was like, you know what? Just Matthew Lillard, fine, just roll him onto the yeah. screen. I was like, okay, maybe the killer reveal will make up for this. What do you got? Oh, said it was Ooh. fucking Dermot Mulroney chewing out his own asshole on the screen. And the the roommate from earlier in the movie. Yay. It was like that uh it's like that scene in Role Models where they're around the campfire and that dude's telling the campfire story. He was like it was the pizza delivery guy from earlier. Come on guys, get excited. It's like no, that wasn't satisfying. Sorry. If I had a nickel for every year I've been at Sturdy Wings, I'd have a whole quarter. <laughs> oh, r- really? No, Wheeler switched seats with me. <laughs> Lord, take me down to the streets. Uh, I can always spot a newbie. <laughs> God, role models is classic. So, good. so classic. Um. All right, Doug. I think that just about covers all the news topics. Um, I feel like we went through all the important ones. Uh, there was this thirteen ghost TV series series that I. Uh, I mean, that's I just rumors right about. now. Yeah. Uh, with the writer strike going on, it's. Kind of hard to talk about any movie news, but yeah, like Sony still the... has Sony still has like fifty percent of the rights or something, and um, this other company brought the idea to them, so it's still in the very developmental stages. But sure, I could see that being a fun series if it does happen. Yeah, there's plenty of different ghosts with different backstories, so seeing that it would kind of I feel like that anthology type of sensibility would be cool for this to do each story centered around a certain ghost and really maybe they could bring different directors on board kind of like the vhs series uh that would be kind of cool and then kind of tie it into one overarching story uh i wish mike flanagan would take that but um obviously not gonna happen all right doug so are you ready to answer some listener questions let's fucking go daddy-o Threw up a little questionnaire on Instagram recently, and we got some questions, so figured we should go ahead and jump into it, because who knows how long this will take. Um, All right, first one, our boy Robert Cochran. What's up, Robert? With all these redos and reboots, 
what movie would you like to see remade? Well, this is a remake heavy episode, um, but kind of in the same vein as Street Trash. Sure. I, I love. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like we need to dig or directors need to do a better job at digging deeper through these like 70s, 80s underrated gems that have like a really good story that didn't necessarily get a lot of love and you could improve upon it rather than just remake the exorcist, which is perfect. Um, I would say just go back to the eighties and dig out like an underrated gem. I mean, there's this movie called deadly manor, which centers around like this house in the woods that these kids go do and they discover it and it's abandoned. Then they realize someone lives there. Um, that would be fun. I mean, you could do a lot with that premise. Uh, you could really do like a nice eighties throwback mansion in the woods type of deal and really expand on the people who live there and maybe do some cool backstory. Uh, that's my pick. Hmm. Um, this definitely doesn't need to be remade. It has a huge following. I love it, but I wouldn't be mad at a gate remake. The hmm. gate, if you did it well in the hands of a, a a competent director, I could see that being fun. I mean, it totally doesn't need to be remade. No. I love that movie, but could be cool. You know who would do a really, really good job directing that, by the way? And I kind of wish this, this would happen. Um, the director of Mandy, Panos Cosmetatos. Ooh. Yeah, get really weird with it. Yeah, really weird because, I mean, there's creatures there's like weird alien creatures from hell in it and his imagery is just so otherworldly i feel like it could really lend a hand to the gate mythology hmm. i'm kind of with All that right. <clears throat> fever dream vomit ass hey name, what's up dog love the vhs episodes boys what are some tapes you'd love to add to the collection Whew, let's pull up our list um you go first, baby. What we got? What do you want to add? What grails do you want to add to the collection? Oh, man. I don't really know. I, I never have like a... I never really know what I want. Until you see it. Like you have to like see yeah. it and you're like, oh yeah, I need that. Yeah. Now that I keeps mean, you nice and open-ended. Yeah, sorry to not throw out an actual answer, but <clears throat> looking at my tapes now... Shit, I don't know. I need to sell some tapes. I need some money for Halloween 45. <laughs> uh, definitely definitely with you on that. Um, um, I will say I, I do want to get another Halloween media release copy. Yeah, you like sold a good yours. Copy of, yeah, I've had like two over the years, but, you know, living ain't free. No, and unfortunately, sometimes the tapes have to be sacrificed. Uh, but that would be cool. I mean, it's definitely easy to get a Halloween media, I feel like, nowadays. Yeah, it's not too tough. Um, yeah, maybe when we go to California, I mean, we could definitely hit up Be Kind Video. Um, shout out to them because they are lovely people. This one dude who I uh, talk to on the gram sometimes, his name's Matt. Uh, Matt's Mortuary, if you want to go follow him. Uh, I believe he works at Be Kind Video, and they always have bomb tapes, and we should really go there. And they have, like, really cool, like, screenings and shit like that. Like, um, Tom Holland, the director of Fright Night, they're doing, like, a screening. And like a Q&A with him, which is pretty rad. Oh, nice. Um, so we definitely got to hit up that spot. We definitely will. Um, tapes that I, I definitely been looking for 
the media copy of Maniac uh, as one of my favorite slashers, and I somehow can't get my hands on it. Um, I just love the way it looks, and I love that movie. Uh, and the Halloween 3, the MCA release. Because I love that cover. Yeah. Yeah, that one's a little hard to come by. A little, a little bit. That's a little pricey from what I've seen. Um, what do you have, like the Good Times release? Yeah, I have the Good Times. Actually, I was watching it last night. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I know you were. You're like, hey, time for a Halloween movie. That's right, baby. Oh, Halloween, Halloween 2 or 3. Speaking of Halloween 3 season of The Witch. Uh, yeah. They're coming out with a Halloween 45 exclusive. I saw Dan Chalice, yeah. And I am I will eat anyone's asshole if I can get my hands on that. Hey, I'm going to take you up on that. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, sir? No, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I'm supposed to pick one. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick one up for myself, but also um, our boy Justin at Epic Film Guys, he wants one. So I was like, I got you, dog. So Hell yeah. Hopefully- if I can get two, I don't, I don't know if they're going to like limit one per person, but I will do what I can. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how this convention is laid out. Like, it was going to be like a Monster Mania type of deal where there's just vendors everywhere. I mean, it's a convention center, so I'd imagine it's like Comic-Con. Um, all right, next question. That film dude, Jake, wants hey. to know, have Have you seen The Wendigo? I have not. Have you, Doug? Uh, no, I don't believe so, but I actually read about it this morning uh, because this... Uh, this girl, Nicole Matteris, who is friends with PVD Horror, who I was on, they had me on an episode oh, yeah. or something. Shout out to those guys and shout out to her. I believe she's in the movie and she was like a producer on it. Uh, so I haven't got a chance to check it out, but I definitely would like to. I don't really know what it's about at all. It is on Tubi. Oh, perfect. Oh, shit. It takes place in North Carolina. That's cool. Oh, I wonder if uh, there's any filming locations that you could hit. I don't know. All right, cool. I'll put that on the list. Thank you for the question. Here's Johnny79 coming all the way from Scotland. What are your horror hot takes? It's okay, Doug. You don't have to mute the microphone, you cookie fiend. No, no, it's going to ruin the audio. (laughs) Um, It's fine. Horror hot takes. I just hope you're, when you do unmute it, you're not like readjusting the volume to different levels. Oh, no, it's pretty cranked. Okay. Um, Are you hitting a mute button or just turning a knob? Turning a knob. Okay, so that's why it's been like, like, oh, it's slightly lower now. No, I, okay. I put it at the same volume, I swear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I apologize for the editing pain you're going to go it's through. It's okay. Um, no, horror, horror hot takes. I feel like we have plenty of uh, hot takes. Um, I do not like the Blair Witch Project. Uh, that is definitely one Boo. of mine. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it for what it is. I appreciate that it, you know, spawned a whole genre of found footage, and it was this little movie that could. It made so much money, and the impact and the marketing was great. But I just, I just think the movie uh, blows. I love the Blair Witch Project, but actually, I think if it wasn't even if you don't even need the witch stuff. I think just being lost in the woods is terrifying enough. And just a documentary about that is really effective. So the witch stuff is just like an added layer. And that's what I wanted more of. I wanted more of the witch thing. I love (laughs) how vague it is. It's like, it's just the presence is there. Yeah. But okay. 
It's all good. <laughs> Believe um, me, I tried. I tried. <laughs> I, I give it his respect. Okay, my horror hot take. I don't really have any fresh ones. I think Paranormal Activity 2 is better than the first one. Upon rewatch. I've never seen any other one but one. And the I- second one's pretty good. I was like, shit, this isn't bad. I think I like it better than the first. I don't know why that popped in my head. I mean, we were both talking about found footage movies, so... Yeah, maybe, maybe that's, that's the deal. Um, uh, there's I honestly, scream I, should stop. Is that hot? Is that a hot? Oh, take? it's so hot, so hot, uh, so hot right now. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really a big fan of Jaws. I I could really care less about it. I don't like Ooh. underwater movies, like or like water movies. Not because like I'm afraid of the water, which I'm really not. I just don't, there's only so much you could do in that genre. Granted. Again, love Steven Spielberg, love the direction of it, love the acting. I just, for some reason, it just doesn't hit me like that. So what are you saying, Doug? You're not going to go watch my new movie, <laughs> The Meg 2. I, uh, I, I, if, you, if you kick the shit out of uh, a Megalodon shark, then absolutely yes. All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to swim out in the ocean here, and I'm going to roundhouse kick that shark in the face. And if you don't go watch the Meg 2, I'm going to kick you in the face. You got that? I'm kind of peeing myself right now. That's really good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) How many Jason Statham movies have you watched to master that voice? I don't know. I just tried it. When we went to see the bag too, the like last week, and I was like, "Oh, all right, I'll add that one to the memory." You could, bank. You could do Jason Statham. I feel like you could pull <laughs> if you put on a suit and like just buzz your head one length lower, be Jason Statham. Oh yeah, like shave the middle, get that like the bald. Yeah, the the horseshoe like, true bald look. Yeah, yeah, the horseshoe. <laughs> all right, welcome totally to work. the spook house. Yeah, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about some movies. We're going to talk about Scream 7. It's going to suck shit now. <laughs> that, is, that is mind-blowingly good. <laughs> Between that and Owen Wilson, I mean, we could start, we could like film a whole movie with those two. All right. Next question. Bost Mass 07 wants to know, what's your favorite obscure 80s horror movie? Obscure 80s horror movie. I mean, I, I always have to go with Blood Harvest with Tiny Tim. Blood Harvest. Okay. It's just so it's just so ridiculous. And I feel like, at least in our world, people know about it. And I think more people need to know about it. I'll say Blood Diner. Blood Diner <laughs> is a super weirdo. We're going found footage. We're going blood. Get out of my <laughs> fucking head, Jason Statham. I might have to say Blood Diner. That's a really good one, isn't it? All right. It looks like you're clenching when you do that impression. Are you clenching? This is just the way I talk. <laughs> okay. Wolverine Fitness. Eight. Uh, here's Johnny's boyfriend or husband. Not sure. If you guys do get married, fly me out to Scotland. I <laughs> will wed you as Jason Statham. And, that, and that's, that's a true fact. Do you, Johnny, take Will to be your lawfully wedded husband? <laughs> Okay. Two roundhouse kicks I'm losing to the face. <laughs> I'm losing my goddamn mind on the podcast. Ooh, <laughs> I need to eat. Oh, yeah, you're, okay. get, you're getting a little delusional. 
He wants to know, in a world where zombies are running for office, what would their campaign slogan be? Um, oh, we go with uh, brains or bust. If they're running against Trump, more brains. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that didn't hey, be here all night. Be sure yeah. to tip your bartender. <laughs> put put that in your tight five. <laughs> uh, shit, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not I'm not good at on the spot comedy bits. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question, but yeah, uh, we'll go with more brains. And uh, he just went crazy and wrote like four questions, so we'll run through these. Let's do it, baby. What's the most ridiculous horror? Sorry. What's the most ridiculous survival advice in a horror movie you heard a horror movie character give? Um, Stay in that one room where your location is triangulated. There is a, I don't know why this popped in my head, but in H2O, when Laurie and Will is his name, I believe, when they're walking down the hallway, she stops and she turns to Will and she says, jump. She's like, just go, jump. But he's like on a fucking second story balcony. It's like, hey, jump. I mean, this is like the exact same spot where she stabs Michael and he falls off the balcony onto a table. It's like, uh, why would you tell this 50 year old man to jump <laughs> and snap his fucking ankles? He, he'll still be it's alive just, if that's maybe that was the thought process there. He's also 50. So I mean, yeah. Two stories isn't that high, but. When you're 50 years old and you fall the wrong way, could potentially be death. Um, would you rather spend the night alone in a graveyard or a room alone with cursed artifacts slash dolls? Absolutely a graveyard. Because you pro- if the dolls are cursed or whatever, they'll probably lock the door. Graveyard, you could leave. Yeah, that's true, and uh, kind of all I like camping. Open. Yeah, if I can bring my tent. Yeah, make I'll a fun camping bad... trip out of it. You like laying in the dirt anyway. That's right. I love the way you said that. <laughs> you like laying in the dirt, you redneck sack of shit. <laughs> Phil, Phil loves his dirt naps. <laughs> I'm a fucking dirt goblin. You filthy hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> you Yankee motherfucker. <laughs> You New York motherfucker, Italian linguine sucking piece of shit. What? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this episode needs to end. <laughs> All right. He says, on a roll, went. Okay, sorry. When you think of Scotland, what comes to mind? Won't be offended. Uh, Green things. Gordon Ramsay? He's Scottish. He's Scottish? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was a Brit. No, nah, he's from Scotland. I think of a uh, plaid. Plaid material. Is Jason Statham from Scotland? Where is he from? I, again, I thought he was British, but I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> Look it up, Doug. <laughs> All right, Jason Statham, where are you from? Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Where are you from? China. What? Uh, he's from England. Is that right? He's from England. Yeah, you could definitely you could definitely pull off this look. Sure, I, I could I could see that maybe like fifteen years. Uh, it doesn't look like you're not really losing any of your hair. So that that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Got quite a few gray hairs, but hey, 
Gray hair is fine. Gray hair means you still have hair. You could be a silver fox. I'm going to need to start rocking weaves soon. I'll become a professional Jason Statham impersonator. How about that? I mean, we could we could hit up the... Yo. What? We could hit up the Hollywood <laughs> Walk of Fame and you could join those bozos uh, doing Elvis impressions and you could be a Jason Statham impersonator. Ooh, there's a good idea. Get a suit? That's all you need. All you need is a suit. Adjust my cufflinks every <laughs> 30 seconds. And just stare like steamily into the camera. All right, you want a picture? Come on over here. Do you got Venmo? It'll be $20, please. Oh, well, you don't have $20. I'm going to roundhouse kick you in the face. <laughs> don't make me take off those bike pedals and kick you in the teeth. Okay, last question. You like rollerblading. I, I do have two questions myself. <laughs> do you like rollerblading? <laughs> Say a bunch of random shit. All right, Janice underscore F. Wants to know what movie do you wish you could see for the first time again? Uh, ooh, I feel like it always comes back to one movie for me because I just had the best experience uh, watching it in theaters. I feel like you could guess it because we definitely talked about it before. Hereditary, absolutely right. <laughs> I don't want to watch that again for the first time. I do. I love. I love the feeling of being terrified when I watch it. But hmm. to say a different answer, um, hmm, the movie that I could watch, you know what? I'll say something nostalgic, like, I don't know, Beetlejuice or something. That's a solid one. That was a really fun one. Yeah. Uh, for going nostalgic, I'll go Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that. Movie. I know. I remember we talked about that. That one you need to I rewatch. I just... I mean, I've seen it several times. Did Hot Topic and... ruin it for you? Is because the the mass marketing machine of Hot Topic just constantly pushes Nightmare Before Christmas, and Jack Skellington is literally everywhere. Sorta. I mean, having a Jack Skellington bumper sticker used to kind of mean something twenty years ago. It lost its it's value. Like, oh, I bet that person's pretty cool. I bet they like horror movies and Danny Elfman and stuff like that. Now it's like, hey, that person might stab me for a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, if you see someone <clears throat> in a Jack Skellington hoodie and a beanie visor, you're and done. Cookie Monster sweatpants. You're, you're finished. You're finished. And Uggs, Ugg boots, sweatpants tucked into the Ugg boots, you're finished. They're going to ask you for a Newport 100, and they have a shiv in their pocket. And their breath's going to smell like Red Bull. <laughs> That's my man. I'm a stand by. <laughs> we just summed up that person's life. Somehow, a nightmare, a nightmare on him. Nightmare Before Christmas sort of got adopted by that whole subculture, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it's like its own. I mean, yes, it's its own category, but like it's a category of like person. I, I don't know what, like people center their whole personalities around Jack and Sally. Yeah. Back in the day, I don't know so much about now, but I remember it was very prominent, at least when I was in high school. Like, I was like, oh, I fucking... And I'm, I don't... I hope this doesn't come off as, like, a gatekeeper, because everyone could love what they love. But I'm like, oh, wow, someone with another fucking Nightmare Before Christmas shirt. Like, we get it. This was 2007. Yeah, I had some back in high school. I don't think I ever 
Do you remember that remember beanie having... that Corey Taylor? Yes, rocked that's the one that the... I was fucking talking about. I had that. <laughs> Wasn't it like the beanie visor, like the over, like the overall print of Jack Skellington? Yeah, I had that. Of course you did. And I, because <laughs> I was like, Corey Taylor has one. I gotta wear that. And I think my fucking brother took it or something and lost it. I was so pissed. And Corey Taylor probably back in the day during those days. He'll probably he would probably stab you for a cigarette. Possibly, I did meet him after uh, Stone Sour show. I love Stone Sour in like 2002. That must have been a good time. Yeah, that was. He's playing uh, the venue in like three weeks. Have you heard his new music? I yep. I don't want to listen to any more. It is butt rock extravaganza. Yeah, uh, CM motherfucking T needs to stop. He can't be stopped, Doug. I'd I'd rather him not. So, Doug, do you have any more questions? Didn't you say you have like two? Uh, Yeah, I got some some over here. All right, let's Uh, hear it. Melanie St. George. Hey, what's What's up, up, Melanie? Uh, She asked, if you could only watch one horror movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Solid question. Just one? Just one. Desert Island type of shit. Hmm. I want to say Halloween, but I might have to say The Lost Boys. That makes sense for you. That's like one of your favorite movies. (laughs) Yeah. And interesting enough, uh, I'm going to go with another vampire movie and say Fright Night. Hey. Feel like... Fright Night remake. I I told you. You're coming around to it. (laughs) I I would rather... (laughs) Colin Farrell bite my neck. What do you have against Colin Farrell? What's he done to you? He's a bum. No, he's not. Colin Farrell's a decent actor. I love him as a person because I, I feel bad not liking him in any movie. But wooden board. Legit fucking Home Depot two by four piece of wormwood with just mold underneath. Bum. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> he's working in the lumber department at Home Depot is what you're saying. Yeah, he's fine with the strike because he uses work at Home Depot. Well, if he's working there, so is BJ Novak. <laughs> I just watched God, what was that fucking movie Act of called? Vengeance, um, right? Yeah, Vengeance. Vengeance, not Act of Vengeance. It was pretty like I fucking hated that movie. I know a lot of people liked it. It got some decent reviews, but he just Sucks. Yeah, I was kind of interested in just w- in watching that movie. He wrote and directed it, and you could tell he was just like, how do I make myself look super fucking cool? And he's just, as an actor, just nothing. He was never really in anything of note besides like The Office. He had that one scene, and again, I will never understand how this dude was acting alongside Brad Pitt in Inglorious Bastards saying nothing and he gets the last scene with him yeah why him he's i don't know that's a good right point. like i want to know why they chose bj novak of all people i mean Is he even look, Jewish? sure he's a nice guy or whatever i don't know him personally obviously but just from an acting standpoint i think some people just have it or they don't like some people just can't emote well like they're they just don't have the facial 
expression range to yeah they're just like deliver absolutely and it's not their fault they just don't have it and i think he's one of those guys i i could see that respectfully yeah respectfully (laughs) Uh, like watch any denzel washington movie that dude has it that dude will sell anything man on fire training day all right talk about denzel now all right all right is that your denzel washington (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That sounds like Owen Wilson on ketamine. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Owen Wilson on ketamine. I don't know what that was. <laughs> no, Denzel's always saying like, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. I don't you know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll go with that. <laughs> it's, his, it's his Wow. You know? Yeah, I, he does. He does kind of just say those little words over and over. Okay, I think it's time to wrap <laughs> up this episode. I need some lunch. I'm um, starving right now. We are starting to lose our fucking minds, but this was a lot of fun. Sorry about the uh, kind of lapse in episodes. I know it's been a while since we did an episode, but I just moved into my new apartment. Yay! Thank God, I'm officially done with moving. Hey, you got that uh, cool little plant that I have in my living room back there. Is that like a cacti plant what? or something? It's a snake plant. There you go, snake plant. I plants. have t- two snake plants. I have two peace lilies. I I like plants. I'm a plant daddy. What can I say? Yeah, gotta. you could be a flower king. It's fine. I'm telling you, man, plants really, this is a dad rat, they really liven up a room, you know? I just got new curtains the other day, and that shit brightens up everything. So I'm with you on the plants and Dude. the curtains and... Yeah, I got to step up my curtain game because I just have a a blanket Halloween six <laughs> uh, blanket thrown over the window. Like college just dorm room for, in there. Well, it's just for when we record, so I don't have like a huge glare behind me, like I do. That's okay. <laughs> my my head's blocking it. <laughs> I'll spruce up the joint with some water bottles next time. Yeah, you really need to put some on the floor. There's maybe pee on it a little bit to give it that nice glow maybe i'll just put my mattress on the floor back there throw some cookie monster sweatpants on the floor <laughs> just like really trash up the joint hey some uh some got to be gel on the floor <laughs> oh man you know how many bottles of that i've gone through in my life a lot i remember i went to school one day with like the blue hair dye like the got to be like blue hair dye or whatever and it was like i had the red it was i had the red the most the worst substance you would ever put on you and i like spiked my hair up and i thought i was so cool (laughs) and i walked into seventh grade first period art class no one gave a fuck and i was like i look stupid this looks really bad (laughs) i think i just put on my discman and uh listened to uh rough riders (laughs) That's that's a great story. (laughs) Shout out to Got To Be Glued. Sponsor the show. If you're still around, maybe. I think they are, yeah. They have an Instagram page. Odd that you know that right off the bat. I I tagged them in, um, it's like one of our new metal episodes. Oh, really? I I didn't even notice that. I was like, Got To Be, sponsor us. (laughs) I will, we'll sell sell it on air if they want. (laughs) On air. All right, well, Doug, anything else you want to add? Um, anything you want to say to the people? I love them. I love for, I love anyone that listens and supports us and talks to us all the time. 
And uh, if you are in California for the Halloween 45 convention, we'll be there. We'll be there for a lot of days. So yes, we'll be we looking will. forward to hanging out with a bunch of humans. And uh, you can come tape hunting with us. I told uh, our good friends Yaz and Casey over at the Worst Horror Podcast, we're having a fancy pasta dinner. We all going out and we're eating pasta. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got to. So that's happening. Yeah, yeah we got to plan that. So yeah, if you're going to that, hit us up. Let's hang out. But if not, thank you so much for tuning in to the episode. We do appreciate it. Share it with your friends. Tell your friends. Like and subscribe. Gucci. Like and subscribe. <laughs> hit that notification bell. I got it. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will catch you on the next one. Love you. Love you, too.